is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Anacreates Podcast. My name is Alex Kratz. Welcome back to another episode. And I have a topic that I've seen been thrown around a lot, and I've seen a lot of people that don't understand it, but I also have seen a lot of great opinions about it from various levels of the music industry, whether that be from very, very professional, moderately professional people that are trying to help kind of home studios and I understand how a lot of different levels in the music industry and a lot of different levels of professionalism see this topic as, well, some of them controversial, some of them don't like it, some of them love it, some of them swear by it, but I wanted to kind of just talk about it and more riff on it. I don't have a huge plan for the podcast. I just wanted to kind of talk a little bit about it and my thoughts on this. So we're talking about speaker correction software or room correction software. So this is basically software that goes before your speakers. So normally that would be, you know, on your computer's outputs or on your DAW's outputs on your master bus before it hits the, the actual speakers. And what it does is it uses EQ to help correct your room frequencies because, or your speaker frequencies for that matter. So it's a bit of a combination of, of speaker and room because speakers sound a certain way in a room. Now reverb, it can't do a whole lot about reverb. However, if your room is very reverberant or has a big space or that kind of stuff, those kind of things it can't do a lot about. However, it can help with kind of nodes in the room and different frequencies that stick out or different frequencies that are lacking. It can kind of help a little bit with that and try and make your speakers as flat as possible so that you get the best representation of what you're hearing and be able to, to have it translate to other sources better. So one of the most prevalent in this space is Sonarworks and Sonarworks. The reason that this whole topic came up as a thought for the podcast for me was Sonarworks just had their announcement event, which is their, their latest iteration of what they had before, which was Sonarworks Reference 4. And now it has gone away with the number and it is just, it is rebranded as Sound ID Reference. And they also have a new part to that, which is Sound ID. And basically, Sound ID Reference is the same thing that Sonarworks Reference 4 was. It's the software on your computer or in your DAW, the plugin in your DAW that helps go before your speakers. And when you get Sonarworks uh, reference, I'll just give a little bit of a background here is when you get Sonarworks, what you get is if you buy the, the actual full bundle, you get the software, but then you also get a reference mic sent to you. So a very neutral frequency microphone that they have calibrated. So they know exactly what the, the frequency response of that microphone. They know what that is and they've programmed it into the software. So you get it, you plug it in and then it goes, it walks you through a series of tests to move your microphone around in your space. And it does these little clicks and these little sign sweeps and stuff to, to learn your room and learn your space and understand more about what the frequencies in your rooms, the problem areas, the, the areas it needs to correct and that kind of stuff, whether it's your speakers or your room is kind of a combination of both again, but, but this is what it does. And so it measures that and it goes through 35 or something different points. So you move it around. So it's like dead center and, and dead center really close and a little bit further away and to the left and to the right and all around the, the prime listening position. So it's trying to optimize for the listening position where you're going to be mixing. 
So Sonarworks is one of the the kind of the leaders in this in this space. There are a few other ones which I'm not sure about. I I mostly know Sonarworks. Sonarworks is very actually affordable. It's only like four or five hundred dollars, which in this space is is quite good. They've now rebranded. They've they've added a bunch of features, and I'm not going to talk so much about those features in this. They had their live event the last week, and and it was great. There's a whole bunch of videos on it from them and a bunch of different panels talking about everything around it. And I haven't watched all of them yet. I'll I'll admit that I started. I watched some of them, but I haven't finished them all. And so I hope to, to be able to actually see them. I'm not sure if that's going to go away after the 24 hours of the event. I haven't checked since the event happened. So hopefully it's not gone. But anyway, I digress. I'm not going to talk about their features of the new software in this podcast. I might make a video on it later on my channel. So if you're interested in that and you have, if you have any questions about the Sonarworks software, especially after this episode, please shoot me a tweet or find me on Instagram or whatever. Send me a message at Anik Creates and let me know your questions that you'd like me to answer in my video about the new software because I'll probably do a bit of a, a look into the software. But what I want to talk about today is more about who is this for? Who are these room correction, software correction based solutions for your room, for your speakers? Who are they for? When should they be used? When are they not practical? Are they stupid? Are they good? What is the point? You know, so is it any good? Should you look into it? Should you check it out? Who's it for? I think that depending on your situation, it actually has some merit and Personally, in my home studio, I now use it. Now, let me tell you a bit of a story about that because I used to be very against it. I used to think that this was really dumb and I was like, oh, that's for amateurs. I don't agree with it. I, you know, because I've always been the one that when I worked at the studio in Toronto, I would get to know the speakers. I was very, you know, the, these speakers do their thing. These speakers do their thing. I know the room. I worked in there for hours. I know what's going on. And so I I just didn't make any sense. You learn your speakers. And even when I worked in my apartment, when I didn't have access to the software, that kind of thought was on me kind of going, why would I do that? I just learned my room. If you learn your room, then you can, can mix well. And to a degree, that's true. And I've always believed that. And I still will firmly believe that if you know your room, you can get great results. And the more you learn your room and you more, the more you learn what the differences are, because every room sounds different. Every pair of speakers sounds different. And sometimes that is exactly what you want. And that's kind of why you use a certain pair of speakers because they sound good and you know, you understand them. So I agree with that. However, after a while I had set up this room and I'd been working in here more often recently. And it really hit me the one time when I was working on this record and I was mixing it and it was sounding really good. I was really excited. I was, this was great. And I would take the, the mix away and I'd go listen to it on my AirPods because those are a mix check for me. I don't, I don't use a car check. I use my AirPods. Those are, are something that I listen to a lot of music on a lot of stuff on. So I know them really, 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 really well. So that's my mix check. I go for a walk and I listen. So I was doing that. And every single time I would like I, the vocal was just, it would disappear. It would be completely gone or it was too loud or it was weird. And I was going, what's going on? And, and this has been happening a few mixes where I have a, a friend of mine who, who I send my mixes to a lot of the time when I'm working on them just as a check and go, Hey man, what do you think? Because I need some outside perspective sometimes to just go, Hey, vocals too loud. Or, you know, overall your balance is a little, little bit weird or just that kind of stuff. Cause you lose perspective. So I send this to my buddy and I was always getting the same thing. So the vocals are just not there. They're too loud or they're too quiet. A lot of the time it was too quiet. And I thought, Oh yeah, okay. I mix them too quiet. But then I'm like putting them up and he's like, oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're loud enough, but you know, 
maybe it could go a little bit more. And I'm thinking they're blaringly loud. And I'm thinking this is weird. So finally, I took the liberty of trying this piece of software. I could get a demo for it and try it on my headphones because I was, I'd got new headphones and they have ones for speakers where you do it, where you shoot it with this microphone and they have ones for headphones. So they have pre-programmed in frequency responses for headphones. So you can click on the headphones that you have. So I had just gotten a new pair of headphones. I'm like, you know what? Now's a good time to try it. I don't know these headphones very well. So I'm going to use this software and see what I think. And I plugged it in and I used, I was listening to my, my normal, the headphones normally. And then I put this software on and I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, now I can actually hear the mix in these headphones. It sounds so much better. So I talked to my buddy who, who also uses this software, ironically enough, and he loves it. He swears by it. And for a long time, he used it because he was traveling around. He was doing a bunch of different rooms. And so it would help him know the rooms really fast because basically you shoot out the room really quick. It takes all of 20 minutes. And then you know what the room you can use this software to make the room flat. The whole point is to try and make the room as flat as possible. Your frequency response for your speakers in your room as flat as possible in the mix position. So I I always thought it's an easy way for him to know and also for him to set up his little production suite wherever he was so he could get working as fast as possible. That's what I thought it was for. So finally, after hearing this headphone test, I thought, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to, I'm going to take a leap of faith. He swears by this. He loves it. He uses it now in one space and he loves it. I'm going to do it. And it was on sale. It was Black Friday sale or something. So it was like half price. So I did it. I bought it, shipped it, got it here, tried it out. And it was night and day. It was absolutely phenomenal to me. And all those problems that I was talking about, all those problems where I was like, I don't know where the vocal is. I don't know why this guitar is not poking. I don't know what's going on. And it was consistent problems that happened every time. And I'm good at trying to like learn my room and, and adapt to it. And I'm, I'm very good at that. However, these specific problems were happening on every single mix and yeah, I could compensate for them, but every time I'd have to go and second guess it and then go listen and check and change and come back. And it was just an extra step to the process. Then I got this software and I tried it out and instantly I was like, oh yeah, that's what it should have sounded like in the first place. And that's now it translates. So to me, it worked phenomenally in this scenario. Now, would I take this and would I bring it where I worked before the studio in Toronto? Would I take it there and use it with the NS tens and try and flatten out the frequency response of those speakers? No, I would not. That room is that room. It's acoustically designed by a professional. I know the room really well at this point and it, it sounds good. The room sounds good and it's designed to sound good. And there's a few bumps and, and things here and there, but you get to know them if you just listen to some tracks and the, but it sounds good overall. My home studio, my home setup, I thought it sounded fine. I thought that it worked for me. I thought that, yeah, I can adapt. And I did. I I was. But now I just get to using this software, and I've used it for a number of months now. Using this gets me exactly where I want to go so much faster. So instead of having to compensate for it, it now shows me what I'm looking for. So the, the speakers actually sound like something that I can 100% relate to right away instead of having to do that back and forth and double check it and that kind of thing. Yes, I still check on my headphones. Yes, there are still things, but it's not those glaring things that this just solves them for me, like the vocal level in its very beginning stages of where the heck is it? Because every time I'm wrong, now I know exactly where it is. So to me, I think that this is a great thing, especially for people with home studios and not 
perfect conditions. In my videos, you can see that I have a bunch of acoustic treatment on the walls. I have some panels. I've, I've actually spent time and treated this. I have a ceiling cloud. I have side panels. I have the front wall. I actually designed this when I was at school. I used the acoustician software that we, we tried out and I put the dimensions of this room in and I made it kind of optimal for this room. And yet I still have these problems because it's not a perfect room. It's not huge. It's, it's pretty small. I mean, it's a great little home studio. However, those, a couple of those things for trying to know exactly what your speakers are giving you. And my speakers aren't fantastic speakers by any means either. I know them. I've used them for years, but in this room with those speakers, there are just some anomalies <laughs> that this software solved for me. So that's kind of my backstory of why I started using Sonarworks in this room. Would I take it everywhere? No. Would I use it in certain studios? Maybe. Would Do I recommend it for people? Yes. If you have, and this kind of gets that gets onto who is room correction software for? To me, I think it's for, for home studio uses. And if you feel that you have a problem that you can, that you think it'll solve, if you think it'll solve it, it probably will. It's not going to solve reverb, but it will solve frequency problems. If you're struggling with it and going, there's no clarity to my, to my speakers or my room, or I can't quite tell where the vocals are, or every single mix is, is keeps bringing me the same kind of problems. Now this isn't a, this isn't going to solve them, but it will help you for sure. And it'll help you get to where you want to go faster. That's what it did for me. It helped me get to where I want to go faster. I can hear things clearer, quicker to act on them and not have to do the basic, not have to do revisions for myself to get it to a basic point. I'm doing revisions for little things that I've missed or little pieces that are just slightly different. Not, yep, the vocal is three dB too quiet. Why? Because there's a massive dip right where that vocalist's main body of his voice is. I don't have to do that anymore. So that's when I think it's great. And I think for a lot of home studios, it'll be phenomenal. I think it's definitely worth checking out. I think it's phenomenal as well for headphones, because if you have certain headphones and you need to mix on them, headphones can have some pretty wacky EQs. They're not designed for this. A lot of them can also be hyped and stuff in, in the high highs and the lows. This can help even it out so that you're not getting that hyped perfect sound during your mix, because then you're going to mix into that and it's compensating for you to make things sound better. So I think that for headphones like that as well, it's great. And I think a lot of people will find that very helpful. And the headphone only version is cheaper, I think. So you can get that, but I love it for the speakers as well. So is it the ultimate solution? No, it's not. It's not a perfect solution that's going to solve all of your problems when it comes to your room. It's not going to solve all your problems when it comes to mixing. It's not the magic powder that's going to make your mixes sound better. Frankly, it might reveal things in your mixes that you thought were good that aren't because now it's going to help compensate your speakers. So your speakers are more flat and more properly tuned to your room. And sometimes that's not what you want to hear. However, that is something that you should want to hear and should understand when you're in a not prime room, when you're not in a room that's been designed by an acoustician and every little thing has been taken into account to make the sound of that room. You know, it's, it's a tough thing. It's tough to explain who should get it exactly because I am a big proponent of learn your room and learn your speakers, but when your speakers are letting you down and making your work harder than it has to be, that's when I think this helps. Again, you know, sometimes it's, people also say, this is why people say that the NS10s were always people's favorites, because if you can make something sound good on NS10s, you can make it sound good anywhere. And it can, it's kind of true. They don't sound great. 
And sometimes people complain about speakers like Barefoots or something where they sound great. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to work very hard to make your mix sound good because the speakers make it sound good. It's like a magic dust on top. But then as soon as you take it away from those speakers, you're like, oh, where did it go? My mix sounds terrible. And that's one of the things that people love about NS10s, again, because you work for it. Yes, you have to work to make it sound good on there, but if you can make it sound good on that, then you can make it sound good anywhere. And while I agree with that, and while I agree with, you know, letting speakers do their thing and and learning the speaker sound themselves, I also think that, that a software like this can be a really helpful solution, not the solution, not the ultimate be all end all, but a helpful solution and a helpful tool to help you get to where you want to go faster and understand your room better. And you can see the EQ of what your room is doing. So you can go, Oh, okay. I have no bass in this room. So I know that. So if I'm not, I don't have to worry worried about the fact that I hear no bass guitar in this. And with this software, it would compensate and help you actually hear the bass guitar. So it's really, really good. And I, I do highly recommend checking it out at least and thinking about whether that would be a good solution for you. So those are my thoughts. It's great. It's a great tool. It's not a replacement for acoustic treatment, frankly, both of them together. And you'll get yourself a great, great little setup. Kind of like what I have here. I think it's a great balance of acoustic treatment to make the room sound as best as it can. And then this to kind of add the little bit of magic dust on top to make me extra confident in my sound. And that's kind of Sonarworks is saying, I guess, is be confident in your sound. And, and it does. It allows you to understand what's going on. It allows you to understand the sound better and not have to compensate and deal with that a lot. You can get to where you want to go faster and more confidently. So I definitely recommend it for a lot of home studios. I don't think it's useful if you know your room really well and if you've mixed thousands of records there and it you know it perfectly inside and out and you if you listen to it and you're mixing and you are confident you can print it and be confident sending it out because you've just done it so many times, then maybe this isn't for you. But if you were like me and you had a room that because I'm, an, I know I'm a confident mixer. I know I, I know what I'm doing because I've mixed tons of records. And out of Noble Street, that's how I felt. I would mix something and I could print it and send it out, and I knew exactly what it was going to translate like because I'd mixed so many things there and I'd worked on so much stuff there. I knew exactly how I was going to sound. But here, I was struggling with that, and I wasn't 100% sure. I'd always have to do checks, and I'd have to do a few of them. You know, I'd get to where I wanted to go, but not very fast. And this helped me get to where I wanted to go way quicker to allow me to be more creative. Now, my thoughts on the new Sonarworks Sound ID software, I think it's a great idea. I don't fully understand everything that's going on with it yet. So I'm excited to finish up all those chats. I'm sure there's gonna be more around that whole thing soon. And I'm sure I'll make a video on it at some point because I haven't made a video on Sonarworks yet. And I think I will because what I just talked about in this podcast, I think is a, is a great thing for people to see. So. I'm going to talk about that in a video. So, of course, if you have any questions about this or about the new Sonarworks uh, Sound ID software that just came out, hit me up on Instagram or on Twitter at Anna Creates and let me know your questions. I'd be happy to include them in my next, in my content coming up surrounding this to help you guys make better music and make a more informed decision about whether you want them. This is not sponsored by Sonarworks. Man, that would be nice, but it's not. I just really love the product and have found it very, very helpful for me. So worth checking out. I will leave the links for all this, well, all the one thing in the show notes of this, which you can find at anacreates.ch. Go to the podcast tab and find this episode. But that is it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in the next one. Until then, always be creating. (laughs) 